Hey, welcome back to The Edge with your boy Micah Parsons live on the Bleacher Report app. Let's get right into it. We had a big one. We just had a big game against the Chargers. Monday night football game last night, and it came down to a wire, and it was a wild one. So let's build this up. And we're just going to start off rip. A lot of y'all was talking about me and how I walked into the stadium with my bags. And y'all also heard the headphones. I was like, I got $100 for anybody that could say that anybody knows who who I was listening to and what song I was listening to. Like, what would get me into that groove? Like, what would you think is my intro song? Like, and I'm going to just let y'all know what the song was a little bit later. But let me know in the chat who y'all think. Give me your best guesses. The chat's live today. So I want to hear what you guys say. And don't forget to drop your questions into the chat. I want to hear what you guys think, what you guys want to know, and things like that. But what's all in the bags, as I would say, is I got to have my Kelvy. That's basically like a contrast. It gets me hot, cold, and, and the other bag got the attachment. In, so I could put one on my knee, one on my ankle. Basically, just getting me game ready, you know, game ready for the game. Uh, before I get to the stadium, while I'm at the stadium and things like that, I might just use heat uh, as soon as I get to the stadium, but bringing all my necessities that I need so that way I can succeed on game day. And obviously I got to have, you know, just my my clothes and stuff. As y'all see, I don't really dress up too much. I'm all about just, listen, I'm throwing my sweats on, I'm throwing my jacket on, and we just finna go outside and just have a brawl. That's how I always look at it, man. I ain't looking to impress nobody pregame. I ain't looking to get nobody excited. I want to know, you know, shit, let's get straight into it. Like, I want to get into business. Hey, hey, whoever that was that said first-person shooter, uh, hey, you exactly right, because when he dropped Who to Go, Who to Go, Who to Go, that's exactly where I was bumping that new Drake album. Hey, we got to get in touch. I owe you $100 because that's exactly what it was, bro. Um. It was obviously an exciting game. Let's look at my sack in the fi- final draft. Let's take us back to this play. Um, what was going through my mind? So, literally, we was running four-man games. Obviously, they were sliding, chipping, things like that. And I was like, man, if we get an opportunity, we should go to a five-man uh, pressure. And you could see J-Ron Kurtz coming off the edge. I knew I would end up getting a one-on-one with a guy that I knew I could beat. I just hit it. Relentlessly, they still try to come, uh, you know, double-team me. But I just was able to break through and get the crucial sack that we needed to help in the game. Because then, of course, my guy, Gilly Lock, the man, the guy that came to help us win the Super Bowl, came over and ended the game. And that's what he do, man. Gilly Lock's a legend, Hall of Famer. And, you know, he told me when he was at the coach, he was thinking about coming over here. I got excited. Um, but, man, I, I'm so glad he came over here. The wisdom, uh, the type of guy he is, bro, I couldn't be more happy uh, to play with a guy like that. Uh, I say I do got to play with an extra gear. And uh, in a time like that, especially, you know, coming off a big L, um, coming off, you know, a time where a lot of people may have doubt, uh, you know, a lot of people were saying some things. I was like, let let me just let me just hang back a little bit. Let me just show these people what I got. And, you know, we practice them situations so much time, offense, defense, um, going against Tyron in them positions, Zach Martin uh, in them positions, Tyler Smith, uh, just giving me those great looks that when I go out to and see other guys, it's just it's like no one that can compare to them. Those are guys. I think Tyler Smith's going to be a Pro Bowl guy and obviously Tyron and Zach, what they've done. So, man, those, those situations we practice all the time. So, you know, coach came to me on the sideline was like, hey, you got to go in this game. And, you know, that was my mentality as soon as I stepped on the field. Uh, tired or not, we just had to let everything loose. So that was really exciting. Um, my thoughts on the Chargers this season, I think they're a great team. Uh, they're not far off. Uh, it sucks losing Mike Williams the way they did. 
I think you add Mike Williams with Keenan Allen and it just changes their whole thing. Like losing Mike Williams is so crucial. Um, and, you know, I kind of talked about a pre-draft trying to get Quentin Johnson to replace Mike Williams is hard, you know, especially coming in the league. You got to grow. You got to learn the system. You got to learn uh, the smart routes, things like that, to make it easier for your quarterback. Um, but it's also hard. Uh, so, you know, losing Mike Williams is definitely uh, tough, but I think they still have a great defense. Uh, the way that I've seen them contain our offense a little bit, um, but we also made some explosive plays, and we'll get in more into that later. But the Chargers, they're, they're very close away. They're losing these games. They lost to the Dolphins by a small margin. They lost to us by a small margin. Uh, they're this close to being a very good team. So. I think they're on their way. They're sprouting up. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Besides that, the energy was great in L.A. Every time I've been to L.A., it's been an amazing atmosphere. I played the Chargers my rookie year. Amazing. I played the Rams my second year. Been amazing. And playing the Chargers again and SoFi is amazing. They obviously have a top three stadium in the NFL. I mean, Cowboys Nation, I felt like that was a home game. Like, y'all took over the stadium. That game was so electric. Like, we all felt the energy the whole way. I mean, we see Jay-Z and LeBron at the game last night. Um, it's kind of weird because LeBron also mentioned that he wasn't a Cowboys fan anymore. So we could take a look at that. You know, after LeBron's admitting that he's not a Cowboys fan, it's kind of weird to see him here. But, you know, LeBron said he used to be a Cowboys fan. Now he's a Cleveland fan. Listen, Bron, this is what I'm going to say to you, bro. I, I feel you on that. But listen, we here. You know your boy here. I see you talk highly of me. Listen, the dogs is here, bro. Come on, Bron. Stay true to who you want to be with. You want to be with Cowboys Nation. Come back, bro. Like, keep believing. Like, same with, I, me, I, I remember talking to Jay-Z at the white party. He's like, man, it just seemed like y'all just not hungry no more. Well, Jay and Bron, we hungry. We coming. We we still trying to grow. Keep believing. Hey, don't give up on us yet. But listen, we're going to get into Cleveland in a second. We're going to get into Cleveland in a second. Just be prepared for that. I don't want to ruin it too early, but we're getting back into Cleveland in a second. Also, we got to talk about Troy Aikman's comment about him saying Jay-Z is his doppelganger. I just want to say, hold on, Troy. Hold on. I don't know where you got this from, um, but this is so far off. This is so far off. Um, I do not see this at all. I don't know where you could be finding this. Um, This was actually just insane of a comment, like just completely far off. I do not see the resemblance at all. Come on, Troy. Um. Just just know, we got to end that right now. But I hadn't had a chance to see everything from last night, but I heard there was a crazy Chargers fan um, that's been going viral. I've been seeing her everywhere. Uh, this was actually insane. She had to be some type of fake person. Like, I don't know who this came from, like where she came from. Um, but this was a very depressing woman. Like, there's just no way. Like, the highs and lows in football are really crazy and one of a kind. So this was actually kind of funny to see. Um, but let's get straight into the business now. Like, Chargers week done. We're going into the bye week, and we'll get more to that uh, later. But I want to say welcome back to my guy, Cooper Cup. Welcome back. We missed you, brother. I always said as soon as you came back with Nicole, it would be special. And you really showed that seven receptions, pretty much a buck 50 and a touchdown. Cooper Cup, welcome back. We missed you in the NFL. We missed your presence, and you show why, man. Hey, I bet your fantasy people are happy that you are back. I know that for a fact. I know that for a fact that your fantasy people are happy to be back. I'm happy to see you back. I can't wait to see you next week in AT&T Stadium. I can't wait. Uh, bro, you're an exceptional player. Uh, you're, you do things the right way, and it's just always amazing to see. 
you know, I want to talk about the 49ers and the Eagles both lost last week. So now there are no more undefeated teams left. And let's just talk about those losses and death because I want to say why they're not important, but they're very important, especially because what we talked about on this thing and how y'all portray the Dallas Cowboys and how the media portrays the Dallas Cowboys. Because I got time today, so let's get into it. And I heard Joy Taylor. I heard all the other people. They said we didn't have a significant win. They said we beat a half, a, a, a nameless Zach Wilson or, you know, a team without Aaron Rodgers and all these things. But guess what? One thing that we did have, that the Jets did have, was Sauce Garner, DJ Reed, and they were also missing a few other players, and they were missing Aaron Rodgers, but um, but they beat the Eagles, but apparently the, the Jets aren't a significant win. They aren't a good team without Aaron Rodgers, which I said wasn't true, and I'm glad that Zach Wilson is proving people wrong. He just beat a great Eagles team. Now the Jets are 3-3. Three and three. They're putting themselves in a position to say, hey, Aaron's throwing now, and we have the pull-up of Aaron throwing the ball now. Let's bring that up. Aaron's throwing the ball now. If his Achilles can heal, I think that Aaron has a chance to come back in late January and have a chance to make a playoff run. If they can find a way to go 9-7 and seven and become a 7-6 seed or they can, or 10-7, 10, like whatever it is, they have a chance for Aaron Rodgers to come back and make a run for the Super Bowl and a high playoff chance, without a doubt. But I just don't condone the bashing of Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys and have the same energy for the Eagles. The Eagles were healthy. They had Jalen Hurts. They had the receiving core. They had their explosive weapon. They didn't have Lane Johnson. I will admit that they didn't have Lane Johnson. But does that make that big of a difference? Because I see my quarterback, you know, maybe not have the red zone success, but move the ball way better than the Eagles did Sunday night. So we want the same energy for everybody because there's a whole bunch of bashing when it's Dak Prescott, but not the same when it's the Eagles. I got time today, okay? A lot of people said the Browns' defense was overhyped. Everyone said, Michael don't know ball. I said, the Browns are the real deal. If they could put it together, they could be a hard team to beat. And now I can say it, we miss my guy, who we miss very much, Amar Cooper, balled the hell out. Like, he could have been the dog of the week. What he did to help lead his team over the 49ers was amazing. That catch was spectacular. The Browns, and, and I heard a quote. Acho said this, which pissed me off. He said, I'm not worried about the 49ers. They were missing Christian McCaffrey. They were missing Debo Samuel. This will piss me off about that, okay? They started that game. The Browns were missing Deshaun Watson. They were missing Nick Chubb. They were missing Jack Collin. They were missing them key factors before the game even started. So why is it that we are just scrubs and we're nobodies that don't deserve to be on the field and we're just all talk, but there's a hundred excuses for these other these other teams? Like If y'all just want to hate Cowboys Nation, just say y'all hate Cowboys Nation. but don't sit here and throw shade on us. Keep the same energy for everybody. That's all it is. The Browns is a good team. They are going to continue to progressing and be the great team. I don't. I don't know if we have the stat line, but bring it up. I think they gave up over a, th- a thousand. Their third best in a uh, six game span. It's like a thousand some yards. I saw that statistic. Like 
that's amazing defense. This Browns defense is really I said they can put it together. They have all the pieces. They have Miles Garrett. Um, I mean, Denzel Ward. I mean, they still have Grant Delpit. More missing. Like, I'm going to just keep going about this Browns defense that I see that a lot of people are stepping on. If their offense could get it together, they're going to be a playoff team, which I said before, week one. Everything I stated, I told you, I'm never going to get on this podcast and say, unlike these other analysts who don't want to do their job and just say, uh, players trash or they're bad at football, which isn't true. If you're in the NFL, you're a good football player. I'm never going to get on this and say, you're bad at football, okay? Let's just put, like, these edits are too lazy to do their job and actually look at football and look at lineups. But I will, and we're going to go through the breakdowns and do the real talking. Everything that caused since week one have, have not failed and has been true. And we're just, I just calling out, the, I just want the same energy for everybody because people, I feel like those analysts are failing you, okay? now. It's, oh, so now we should look at the Jets now, okay? The Jets have a chance to be a really good team, okay? They just beat the undefeated Eagles, which people said was impossible to do. Um, And the the significant part is that I think that's great about the Jets is they lost Sauce. They lost their DJ Reed. Um, they're without Aaron Rodgers. But they're saying if we could beat the best team, I don't know what more of a confidence booster – what was it, three picks, and they had a forced fumble in that game? They're saying, if we can beat the best team in the NFL, which people say, right, Um, and we're doing this without our star players, how special can we really be? And that's the significant part about adversity and the next man up mentality. And that's the part that a lot of people don't want to talk about in football. And life, think about in life, all right? If you get punched in the face, right? Okay, you get punched in the face. How do you react after you get punched in the face? Like, like if you lose your job, do you say, oh, my gosh, I lost my job. Like, I can't move on. Or do you say, oh, I got to go start applying. I got to get back on my feet. I got to find a new job. I got to, like, that's important into how great they want to be. The leadership that's in the Jets locker room is amazing, and I'm loving to see it. Like I said, I, I hope the best for the Jets because everyone trashed on them. Everyone trashed on Zach. And I'm loving the turnaround. I'm loving it. Because before, before when we beat them, it was like, they're nobodies. Who cares? You know, um, especially after they beat the Bills on, uh, what was that, Sunday night or Monday night, the first week? So I'm loving to see it. I'm sorry, you guys. Do not pay attention to these trash analysts who just come out there and rant after one game. And I'm not even saying the 49ers shouldn't have won the game. They had a chance to win the game. But I'm saying the Browns defense is a real deal. This is a special team that they are building. They still didn't have Deshaun Watson. They're still missing their two all-pro players. So it's, it's special to see. And I'm just calling out the BS because I'm tired of people trashing my quarterback. I'm tired of people trashing my team. And that's why I had nothing to say to the media this week. I just wanted us to say, you want to hear me talk, come to hear me talk on The Edge Monday night. Um, and, and that's just what it's going to be. Because I have nothing to say because if you're just going to take one game and say, this is who I am, then I have nothing to say to you because in life, that's just not how it is. And that's point blank period. Not one moment in your life will ever define you. You have the next day, you have a beautiful opportunity. That day will end. And if you're blessed enough to wake up the next day, then you have a chance to redeem yourself. You have a chance to get better. You have a chance to learn. So just take that lesson, chat. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm glad we can move on from that um, because, you know, I'm just tired of the disrespect. And, and that's just point blank period. 
and I want y'all to get the full breakdown of what sports really is. Uh, my next thing is the Bills beat the Giants on Sunday. Uh, the Giants were up 6-0 at halftime, but everyone's talking about the poor clock manager at the end of half. Um, I just felt like the giant and 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 this was, I don't I think in this position, uh, with no timeouts, you definitely take a shot, but maybe they trusted it. They might not have wanted to leave the hands in Tyrod Taylor, but I think Tyrod Taylor played a great game, and that would bring speculation. Like, do you leave on the back of Tyrod Taylor if Daniel Jones can't return? Like, I think Tyrod Taylor can continue to win games for this Giants team. I think if y'all give him an opportunity that Tyrod Taylor can do his thing. I, I don't think he is a bad quarterback. I think he's a great backup, and I think he's not far off from Daniel Jones. So, and the way he played looked way more sound and better, putting together drives, you know, taking what's given, getting rid of the ball. Um, he didn't give as many sacks up, and I think that's something to notice. He didn't give up that many sacks, and they were still without Andrew Thomas and more. So, we need to we, – well, that's something the Giants should look at. You can win games with Tyrod Taylor. And their defense stepped up big time. Uh, my reaction to play call, like I said, you know, every offensive coordinator is different. You know, you got guys that are aggressive that's like, man, we got guys that's going to take a shot. But I definitely think you take a shot at the end zone. Um, it's just not something that you just want to give up. They That's three points that could have been crucial in that game. And you saw how that game finished. And I guess I did think that that game was a P.I. That game was a P.I. You know, at the end of the game, I thought Darren Waller should have got a P.I., but whatever. But I want to get into a guy who I've been going back and forth with on this stream. Um, and yes, it's been pretty hectic with this guy. And yes, um, we always go back and forth. And my guy, the cheetah. I mean, he really could have been my dog of the week, but he's been doing it so consistently. It's almost like we would have to make him dog of the week every week. Tyreek Hill had another big game, six receptions, 163 yards, and a touchdown. And he, he decided to get a little jiggy with it, and um, he phone recorded a backflip. Like, really, bro? Like, is this what you on this year? I don't know if y'all saw that stat. He's on pace to have over 2,300 yards. He has 100 and something yards short of a thousand yards in six games. Do y'all know how special that, like that he is just so rare in the NFL. Like we're never going to see a cheetah. And I don't even think y'all saw he's already career marked 9,000 yards. This man is a legend. He has a chance to hit 10 K in one season. I think he's, he's without a doubt. He's going to do it. He's going to get over 600 yards. So he's going to hit 10,000 this season. I'm putting it on him um, to get that. But let's hear what Shannon Sharp said about this so we could bring up this next discussion. Tyree yes. Kill, the most valuable non-quarterback in the NFL. Yes. He's completely changed the way the Miami Dolphins does business. Before he arrived there, the Dolphins was 27th in total offense, 22nd, and 25th. The 49ers finished 7th and 21, 5th and 22, their 7th this year. Mm -hmm. He's one of the few guys in the history of the game that can take a 5-yard route and turn it into an 80-yard spectacular. Mm -hmm. He's a threat legitimately to hit his head on the goalpost mm -hmm. every time he touched the football. Mm -hmm. He is the most dangerous man regardless of position. That man, number 10, 5 foot 8, 195 pounds, mm -hmm. strikes more fear in the heart of opposing coaches than any current player because of that speed and his ability to break the game open at any moment. Give me Tyree. I I mean, I can't agree more. I think offensively and even defensively, he's a top 3 without a doubt, unarguably one of the best, most valuable 
players in the NFL. His ability to take a screen for 50, a screen for a house call, uh, the way they're motioning him out, sending him across the field, uh, his streaks, out and ups, his double moves, his ability to get open is something that we haven't seen in so long. And the credit that we have to say is he's doing it without the greatest quarterback of our era, and that's Patrick Mahomes. And we're not talking about right now. We're not talking about Tom Brady. Tom Brady's obviously the GOAT. But the the greatest quarterback right now who's been dominating these past four or five years, Tyreek Hill started with him. He said he bet on himself, said, I don't need Pat. I'm going to go over here with Tua. He said Tua's accurate. Tua can take me to where I want to be, and he was not wrong. And he is still doing his thing. Yes, Pat is still successful. And you're saying now you're saying these both these both these guys are successful without each other. They're both great players, and that's why they're the best at each of their position. Tyreek Hill is the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. You see why they had success. But now you're seeing them adjust and have the same success with each other. They're the, you know, it, I mean Tyreek Hill, he's a special, bro. Like, there's nobody like him. In, like, it's one thing because we see guys with speed. We see guys with four two speed, right? But they're not getting open like he does. We see guys with 4-2 speed that don't cut like he does. We see guys with that 4-2 speed that doesn't catch like he does. Tyreek Hill's special, and without a doubt, he's the most valuable player in the NFL. If y'all don't put him at one, he's definitely top three, um, without a doubt. I mean, there it, it, it shouldn't even be an argument. I think people are putting Tua on pace for MVP. We should talk about Tyreek Hill for on pace for MVP. If he goes for 2,300 yards, big Calvin Johnson's record, he should be the MVP of the NFL. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, yes, Tua has to throw in the ball, but he's the one getting open, right? He's the one that's catching the ball. He's the one that's being amazing. He's the one, like, they're finding ways to scheme. I mean, and that's why you give credit to the offense coordinator. They're finding ways to scheme him, to get him in them positions. But, I mean, he's doing, he's doing everything he can to do it. So, man, can't wait for Christmas Day to go against this cat. I mean, I played him once. Super excited matchup, but to see it again, I mean, and see what he's doing now, man, man, oh man, it, it, it's beautiful to see. And a team that's been quietly running through the league is the Lions. They've won four straight games. Let's listen to how fired up Dan Campbell was after this. I got a couple of things for you. Look what I got in my back pocket. Anybody see what that is? Is that a five? I think that's a five. I think that's a five. I got something else here. It's Five. Yeah. Five. 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 Hey, and, and this is, a, I think Dan Kim was a great coach. Uh, you talking about a guy who came in there and had extraordinary belief and faith to get it, turning that organization around and doing last year, they were one game away from being a playoff team. Now this year, they're probably leading they're They are leading the NFC on their division. This is a special team. This is a team that's going to be a playoff team that we're going to have to face later on the season that we have to be ready for. They have everything. I mean, it's really special what he's been able to do this year, the talent they in place over there. I mean, it, I mean, I mean, it, and it's great. And you look at Jared Goff, another big outing against the Bucs. They lose the five and one. If Jared Goff, a top 10 QB in the NFL, production wise and what he's been able to do, you can argue it. But if you if you really break down, we have to break down every top 10 quarterback. So we can't just place top like it's hard. Like I have to break down who who is our top five QBs. I think we all know. And then you really have you can argue for every top 10. It is very close, but the way 
he's been able to conquer and beat the odds and say, hey, the Rams got the Rams got rid of me, but I have still I have more fight in me. He reminds me a lot of Kurt, right? Two guys that people don't necessarily believe in are still proving people wrong. And that's what you love to see in the NFL. Guys that are not saying, hey, I may not be what you so-called premier tier one guy, but I still got dog in me. I still got fire in me. And Jared Goff's been balling. Ever, even last year, he was balling. So this is really great to see. I mean, keep proving people wrong, uh, JG. Uh, I love to see it. Hey, I continue to keep progressing and be into that top 10, top quarterback lane that people don't want to do put you there but I mean the way you've been hooping I mean I don't see why they wouldn't Jamar Chase had a 7-11 chain on this week I mean I don't see a guy that's not marking himself better um because like he said he's always open and the guy who's a 7-11 guy himself and he said it is my guy CD seven receptions 117 yards yesterday I mean CD's always been special I'm glad he's getting his opportunities and I heard a guy said that he's not a tier one receiver. How disrespectful can you be? See, one thing I hate about former players is, right, I don't even think that, I think they just say these things as if, like, they're still playing, right? Like, they just say outrageous things, like, as if they're still playing and that they, as if they don't know how it is to be out game plan or not be in the best position to succeed sometimes. And they be forgetting about these aspects, these Twigs and kinkles in a game that you can't always control. Like, CD's in a... He can't control how many times the ball comes his way. He can't control what the offense calls. He just has to do his best job at his ability. But I see this man work. I see this man grind what he puts in practice, when he puts in the game, and when he does get his op- his opportunities, he always takes advantage of him. Tier- CD is a tier one receiver for sure. My top five always open receivers in the game are, I think, number one, we got to go Tyreek Hill. Um, number two, uh, whoo, this is hard. Uh, we got to go Devontae Adams. Um, I think those are the top two. I think you look at Jamar Chase. I mean, obviously, uh, Justin Jefferson and Sedarian Lamb. You know what I'm saying? I think that's my top five always open receivers in the game. Like, Without a doubt, those is probably the top five receivers in the league. And y'all want to know why, okay, why I'm wearing, you know, my PSU hoodie. I don't know if y'all know, but this is the biggest week. This is the biggest week. Ain't a bigger rivalry. Ain't, ain't going to bring more commotion. The jerseys are back. That Penn State jersey's are back now, Okay. There's nothing bigger than Penn State, Ohio State. It's time. It's time to go to war. Penn, like there, There's nothing bigger. Seven versus three. I think we upset them this year. Oh, I think we upset. This is the year. This is the year. This is the year. This is the year. I need to see it. Chop Robinson. Adisa Isaac. I need to see it. Y'all got to hunt. Y'all got to go get after him. Kalen King, it's time. They got a couple of them. Hey, day day. I need to see it. It's time. This is the year. Y'all know who I got. We are. Y'all know who I got. We are. 
Uh, the I'm ready. I want to see how our defense controls Ohio State. That's going to be the biggest thing in this game. I think Drew Alar has been amazing this year. He's been putting up places. He's been taking the right throws and everything like that. But it's going to come down to how many stops we get and can we create turnovers. If we can create turnovers and we can dominate the line of scrimmage, we can win this game. We can win this game. We're going to give us a shot to beat Michigan and get a shot and not only the Big Ten Championship, but we're going to get a shot at the National Championship in the Final Four. But this is the first one. We got to we gotta control the first game, and it's this one. This one right here. Y'all know I got. Let's Okay, Chad, let's see who you got. Who do you have? Penn State or Ohio State? I mean, Michigan, are we for? I mean, Michigan is a great team. That's that. I think Michigan is better than Ohio State. But if we don't beat Ohio State, it's going to set us back from beating Michigan. We got to get to Ohio State first. We got to focus on Ohio State. But Michigan is the real deal. Without a doubt. I've seen Michigan. Um, it's like they're playing a man amongst boys. I mean, the hardball it turned out a way around from where they used to be. Um, Man, and they look special, but we got to beat. We got to beat Ohio State this week. Have to. I already talked to Coach Franklin. Um, we're very excited. But, chat, I want to hear questions from y'all. Uh, ask me anything. Um, I want to hear feedback. That, yeah, I did hear the commentators talking trash uh, right before I got the sack. And I just feel like they obviously don't be watching the same game that I have. I mean, I felt like I was dominant. I was getting pretty much close every year. Um, but it is what it is. I'm just glad I got them and I was able to, to go like this. Just go like this. Uh, what do I think about Julio Jones joining the Eagles? I don't think too much. Uh, Julio Jones, obviously a great player, future Hall of Famer player. Um, but they're so loaded already. It's like, where do you, where do you put him? Who do you start him over? Is he a rotational guy? Um, because AJ Brown's been amazing this year. Devontae Smith's been amazing this year. Um, do you just make him your number three because it's been a little questionable right there? Uh, Julio, if you have Julio Jones as a number three receiver, you're in the right place. I mean, that's I mean, that's amazing, uh, especially the talent he is and who he is. I mean, that's that's amazing. Uh, flat football is coming to the Olympics in 2028. Who should be on the U.S. team? I'm going on the U.S. team. I'm going to go win an Olympic gold medal because I can't do it in track and I can't do anything else. But I know I can play some flag football. I think I might be playing offense for the guys. So uh, I'll be joining the team. I heard Tyreek said he joining. So me and Tyreek's going to start it off. And it's just going to be just like that. We're going to start it off. I, all our guys should be in that team. We need Justin Jefferson out there. We need Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb. We should have, we should run through everybody, just like we do in wrestling and everything else. We should run through everything. Um, and, and it's just point blank period. Uh, Marquise Bell should get his fires from last night's performance. Um, you're talking about a guy that we signed at UDFA. Um, he's came in and been nothing but work. He started off as safety, transitioned to a linebacker. And I think that's what's special about uh, Dan Quinn. He's not afraid to test his players' limits. Uh, you know, he transitioned linebacker about two, three weeks at the beginning of the year. And he did nothing but get better, get better, wait for his turn. And he took advantage of his opportunity yesterday. Couldn't be more proud of that guy. He's going to continue to get better. And he's going to continue to put size on and be a great player for us and potentially be a great, a top linebacker in this league if he keeps doing that. You said SoFi is a top three stadium. What are your other two? My other two stadiums are Minnesota Stadium um, and obviously AT&T. Uh, I think those are some, some amazing stadiums. 
Um, I've been to a lot of other great stadiums, but, you know, I think it's always electric when we're in those uh, three stadiums. I mean, I mean, it's just always amazing. Like, it's crazy. Um, y'all said Stefan Diggs is number two this year, 100%. Um, I'm not taking away anything from Stefan Diggs. He, you could argue any one of them five. Um, especially with, you know, Jets being out, you can throw Stefan Diggs in there. But, you know, just off the history of it, these guys just been so efficient in this league and dominating the league since they came in. So it's just hard to uh, take them away, you know. And, I, you know, Stefan Diggs, my dog, and, I, you know, he's a top 10, top five, however you want to argue, receiver for sure. Um, but those those just my, my top five right now, and that's just me, you know. Um, you can argue every way you want to argue it. Uh, who do I have winning the AFC East? Man, I, that, that, that's tough. Uh, I'm not sure right now because it's so competitive. It's so it's so competitive, especially because how the the Bills the Bills has been playing. When Josh Allen is on, he's on like, and especially how they won too. Uh, it's gonna come down to the wire. It's something I'm gonna have to give you that answer sometime later on, probably after Thanksgiving break. Uh, heading into December football, we're really starting to break down. I'm gonna give you that answer. Um, I'm watching your podcast during class with your jersey on. Just know I appreciate you. Uh, I always support the love. I always show back love to the people who support me the most. Um, that's always a mad, mad love uh, because I wouldn't be here without the people that believe in me. So just keep believing. Uh, stay true. And I appreciate you a lot. Uh, we're on a bye week. What does a typical bye week mean for me? Um, we usually come in like today. We lift. Uh, we'll run. We watch film, break down to the game. And then, you know, the rest of the week, we get to chill. I'll be chilling in Dallas. I'm going to go see the Rangers tomorrow. So, Texas, stand up. We got to keep this train going. We're going to go see the Rangers tomorrow. Super excited about that. Uh, and Thursday, you know, I'm going to fly back home uh, to go see my family back in Harrisburg. So, it's always good to see the fam. And, uh, you know, just get get away from everything. You know, just, just come home and just be at peace. Get away from football. And just get around the people that love you the most. And that's, that's always important. Uh, staying neutral and staying, you know, grounded as much as you can. You know, because family, without family, we're nothing. Uh, they're part of, you know, that's part of your why, you know, besides God. So I appreciate everybody for tuning in for The Edge this week. It's going to keep getting more intense, more energy, more class, and a lot of things y'all going to see out there in these other places and social media. Stay off social media. We don't appreciate these social media bullies anyway. We're going to keep it true right here on the edge with your boy, Michael Parsons. I appreciate it, y'all. Hey, keep believing, Cowboy Nation. Hey, we're going to enjoy this bye week. We're going to see y'all next week, AT&T Stadium. We got a tough one. We got Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Nicole that's going to come here and run on our parade. But uh, it's going to come down to business. It's going to be super exciting, great matchup. We'll get into that next week. Can't wait to see y'all. Hey, love y'all, Cowboy Nation. How about them Cowboys?